Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Hey, welcome back to the Becoming Church podcast, the summer staff series. I'm really excited because I have one of my favorites on today. And for those of you that are listening, I think you're going to have one of two reactions. Either you're going to be super excited about this reunion, or you're going to be like, who the heck is this guy? I didn't even know he existed. So it's my friend, Vinny Candelore. Hey, Vin. What up? What's up? Glad How to are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, it's like on the podcast. Yeah, it's like going to be a catch up period here, and we're just going to like, you know, chop it up and talk crap on Naeem. And <laughs> listen, you have all of the editing power because you <laughs> edit this podcast and you help put it together. So, True. all I can say is I have questions and a direction, but I have no idea yeah. what will come out at the end. I know. You know, you sent me some questions, and I thought you know, you're, you're kind of interviewing all the staff members throughout this, but nobody's, has anybody interviewed you back? No, not yet. At I, least I got a couple questions for you. This is oh, no, I'm not prepared. Let's start with this rapid fire. Okay. Oh easy. no. Okay. Okay. All right. First, <laughs> don't think about them. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite staff member that helped launch Metro besides, um, uh, who, yeah. Who's your favorite staff member that helped launch <laughs> You. All right. Who's your favorite non-local staff member? <laughs> you. All right. Wow, thanks. I mean, I didn't expect this to go so far. So uh, how this is amazing. Uh, most creative staff member who was born in the United States besides Sean. <laughs> um, you. Wow, three for three. Nailed Look it. at that. Listen, we are the dream team back together again. This is amazing. Amazing. Okay. So for people that don't know, you were on staff with us pre COVID pre pandemic. And yes, you were, um, I think I put in your birthday post last week that you were like the Metro hype man was one of your roles because you were my buddy. You were my sidekick on Sunday mornings at our second campus. And we really got to know each other so well. Loved, loved that time, uh, in my life. Just like, you know, I look back on it and just met so many awesome people there. And it just like was the perfect time as far as like where we lived and like the closeness to that Metro location. And so it was just like, it was fun to watch that thing kind of just start from nothing and then, you know, just take it to what it was. So I, yeah, yeah, I look back on that would be something that I'll I'll hold on to for the rest of my life and just be like, that was a fun time. Me too, man. We had so many not only great people and great moments and, and just relationships, but even I was thinking the other day, how we really like made it our campus. I mean, it was definitely mosaic. It was still mosaic, but you and I, we just kind of did things differently. And yeah. I don't know if they'll ever let us do that again, but I think it was a success. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I don't know if it was that we did things differently. Like I don't think we had a choice. I think we would just be like sitting there and like meetings and they'd be like planning for stuff. And we'd be like, it's not going to work. And they'd be like, you guys will figure it out. Right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) And we did, but it kind of took on a personality of its own, our Metro campus. Yeah. And I don't think that was, it wasn't even the goal, you know, like, no, I think more to mirror the North campus as much as possible. And it just like, it really took on a life of its own. Yeah. Um, 
So that was cool to see it like organically grow to that, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it's cool. It's sad in a way that for a variety of reasons, pandemic, the building being purchased, like lots of reasons that that campus is no longer happening right now. But also I think it's special that even when we do relaunch another campus in the city, it still won't be the same. Yeah. You know, I think that's good. I think it's definitely good. And I think it'll be good because you won't, you won't have like the same thing. Like you tried to imitate North at Metro. I think that if you try to recreate Metro in this new location, it's not going to work. So I think if it has its own identity, it'll be better. Um, but honestly, like I've been having like a small, like complex here with looking at stuff happening in Charlotte, because it's like, it's like not the same city that I left a few years ago. Like I saw an article about like the epicenter was just sold and like how it's just empty and there's nothing in it. And I'm like, I didn't even know it was struggling. Like I didn't know, like when I lived there, it was full. There was like restaurants and bars and nightclubs and all this stuff going on. I mean, I didn't go there like often, but I know they had like a live after five and like all these cool things happening. And then I see an article and it's like, yeah, epicenter was sold or whatever. And we don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm like, man, like the amount of things that have changed since I moved from Charlotte, just because of the pandemic and like all of that, it's like, I moved away. And in my mind, it's still the same Charlotte. But every time I go back, I'm reminded like of how much life has happened since it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely just means it's time for you to come back and visit us. (laughs) I was supposed to come down for a wedding this summer. And then, um, the bride and groom were like, uh, we just decided we're just not going to get married and we're just going to move back home. And, uh, Oh my gosh. All wedding back in our hometown and whatever. So they like canceled the wedding plans or whatever in Charlotte. Oh, they still got married. I think they are playing. I don't know if they did, but I think they're, okay. just, they're just shifting gears and they're, most of their families back in wherever, you know, I think. Yeah. Detroit or, something. You, Detroit, or Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> we're not doing this again. Detroit. <laughs> I lived in Michigan. I know it's not Detroit. Come on. <laughs> so when you were here, Vin, when you were, you were on staff with Mosaic for two years, three years. I mean, you still are, but I mean, when you were here. So I was like, I was basically just showing up for everything for about a year. Like, mm-hmm. cause I worked from home. I was just, you know, I was an artist at the time and just, you know, so I had a lot of flexibility in my schedule and I was not on staff, but I was basically on staff. And that was for like 2017 to 2018. Okay. Um, and then I, I came on staff, uh, in June of 2018. Okay. Uh, And then that was like my first, you know, first month there, which was first month was summer camp for the youth. And we all, that was like, if you ever could be thrown into the fire in ministry, <laughs> it would be starting your first job, full-time ministry and going to summer camp with 20 students, uh, the next, basically the next week. Cause so, you were the youth director. Yeah. I got you hired. Were the guy. Yeah. I'll never forget. I sat down with Mike at Chick-fil-A in North Lake and you know, I told him originally, I told him that I wanted to do some work in ministry, uh, at um pf changs in north lake and then okay <laughs> he was like all right well let's schedule a meeting let's figure this out this was like after i had already been there for like almost a year like just painting the back wall and just like doing all this like stuff around the church so i told him i was like i think i want to do this kind of work and he was like all right let's talk let's meet whatever and then finally after talking back and forth we met it um chick Blaine. in my mind i always pictured my role on staff being a, like either a creative role or like a community 
um, like, like a young adult type group leader or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. And I remember sitting down with him and I remember he wrote community on the, on the paper and then he drew a big line and he wrote uh, youth director. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> this certainly can't, he doesn't think, I don't think he's, meeting, does he think he's meeting with somebody else right now? And uh, he was, went on to explain that was like, you know, the role that he saw me fitting in was part community, part uh, youth director. And I was like, wow, I really got to think about this, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't really, I didn't, I didn't see this, you know? And so then I, I, I really prayed about it and thought about it. And the more I did, the more I thought, you know, maybe this, I feel like for a long time, God was trying to lead me to work with the youth because I mean, I went to school for education. Mm-hmm. I kind of like ran from that for a little bit. And then wait, you uh, went to school for education. Yeah. For what? I, I was going to be an art teacher. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I, I went to school. I started school as a graphic designer. I went to school because I wanted to play football. Let's put that right. <laughs> I had to pick a major in order to do that. Yes. So I chose graphic design. Uh, I took like a semester. And this was like very beginning stages of like Photoshop kind of being widely used. Um, and so that was like, you know, learning about it from the ground up. And I'm like being taught by people that are learning about it. So it was like, Mm. it just felt like I don't want to waste my time in school to get a graphic design because I, I was like learning things through YouTube that my teacher. And I was like, I can teach myself this. Yeah. So I changed my major to art education because Lindy was going to be a teacher and she seemed to like it. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. Okay. As soon as I had to shadow in the schools, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, oh wait, there's kids. There's actually yeah. kids now. <laughs> yeah. There's kids and you know, the, the pay is like what it is, you know? So right. I decided I wanted to make a lot of money and I decided to work in church, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That, for those listening, there's sarcasm in that. Yes. Uh, but no, I'm, all jokes aside, I got a degree, had no idea what I was going to do. I uh, was just doing art full time. And then moved to Charlotte. And I think that kind of like leads us into some of the questions I think you had, had sent me. I don't know how off track we're getting with this. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, I moved to Charlotte shortly after me and Lindy got married because she was looking for a teaching job. Uh, and I was just doing art full time. And that's when I stumbled upon Mosaic. And that's awesome. Uh, basically moved across the street from you guys. Yeah. How did you find us? I can't remember. Was it an art connection? No, I... We moved to Woodfield North Lake, which is now called Wren North Lake. I believe they still have the same ownership. Uh, it's apartment complex, like right there in North Lake. Um, and we were like one of the first people to move in there. And okay. the, um, the there was like maybe three other apartments leased when we moved in. And we went to the pool. We moved. This was like August 2016. We had just got married in May of that same year. Okay. Uh, we went to the pool one Sunday and there was a couple there named Jim and Sandra, Terry. Okay. And, um, they were on the other side of the pool, just, you know, chilling, floating. Me and Lindy were on our side and we were just, you know, we could see each other, like talking to each other. Like, should we say something? Like we're the only people that live here right. at the pool at the same time. We ended up like just, you know, saying, Hey, meeting in the middle of the pool, like pulling our floaties to the middle and just talking. So in the middle of the pool. And they, you know, we were telling them about how we moved here. We want to find a church all this stuff. They're like, we go to Mosaic. It's right across the street. You should check it out. Blah, blah, blah. And so they invited us and awesome. Um, yeah. Just what are the odds? Three people that live there. And right. 
Well, it's so funny because, and then you did, like you said, fast forward, you started hanging out, coming around, volunteering on the creative team. That's the first time that I remember meeting you was when you did a, I guess it was a speed painting of Jesus for, was it Good Friday or Easter? It was for Easter Sunday because we did three, three or four services. I remember we were in the front row, which at the time, now that's the norm for me. At the time it was not. And Peter was like, oh my gosh, we... but I don't, I'd rather go in the front row than like the balcony. It's too far away from me. We were sitting literally right in front of you. And I think you had five different canvases or something. And so you'd put one canvas up and do part of it and then put it on the ground. And it wasn't until the very end that it came together. And I remember sitting there and I was like sobbing. (laughs) It was so gorgeous. The piece that you made. So then I remember talking to you and Lindy in the, in the foyer after that. I was sobbing too, because I was so scared that I wasn't going to be able to (laughs) I was just sobbing for a different reason. No, yeah, it was, it was incredible. The first project that I got invited to work on was because I kept running into Naeem at mm-hmm. the coffee shops. He would go there to like write his sermons. And I was just there like, cause at the time I was doing a lot of like graphic design work. So I would just be working star- different Starbucks. And I ran into, into him at three different Charlotte Starbucks in the That's course so of a month. And he, we were just like, I was like, you're that pastor guy. Like whatever. That was the first time I barely knew him. Uh, cause I came and started coming in the middle, like, and middle to end of summer. So like it was summer series. You guys had a lot of rotating yeah. speakers, um, you know, through the summer. Right. And so he had only, I think spoke one time. So I didn't even okay. know that he was like the lead pastor. Right. So I just ran into him a couple of times and he was like, Oh, you're a creative come. The first thing that he invited me to was to do the string art, the hope string art thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to have to put a photo of that. That wall was enormous. Yeah. Yes. The first project I helped with and okay. then I got to meet, like Mary and like, you know, people on the creative team, Karen, all them, yeah. Adam, Jenny, like, you know, some throwbacks here, but yeah. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun with that creative team. And then that kind of was what morphed into um, the idea to paint that back wall. Mm-hmm. That was like the big project that I, you know, I remember like, okay, this is like my church now. Like, yeah, you know. that was like the geometric back wall. Didn't you and Karen like spend the night there because you worked on it literally nonstop overnight? Yeah. Started it on a Thursday and it had to be done by Sunday morning. And it was just a monster. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was paint fumes and dusted like coverings over all the seats when people got there. Yeah. <laughs> It smelled like paint. But the wall was incredible. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I remember Naeem telling me about you and he was like, you know, Vinny. And I'm like, no, I don't know Vinny. Like I haven't met Vinny. You know, Vinny. And like another guy, like later in another meeting, you know, Vinny. And I'm like, I don't know Vinny. But he gets like this where, and it's funny because I thought about this when you were talking about your conversation with Mike at Chick-fil-A. Like there are certain times that we have an opening or we have a staff position that we're trying to fill and we find the perfect person for the role. And sometimes they just don't fit our culture. And we're like, you, you have all of the qualifications and everything about you for this job would be perfect. But working at Mosaic, I mean, being part of Mosaic already, anybody that's come or that attends kind of knows like Mosaic has a certain culture and vibe, but then on staff, it goes yeah. to a whole nother level. And so there's this whole idea that we've talked to, we've used for years and years about getting the right people on the bus. And yeah. so I think that's what happened with you that Naeem and Mike were like, we want to get Vinny on the bus. And so if that means we have to put him 
half in the youth seat and half in the community seat just to get him on the bus and to be on the team, then they're like, that's what we're going to do. So, because you fit our culture first, you did it the other way. Like you fit who Uh, we were and what we were about. And we were like, okay, we'll find a, we'll find a role for him to fulfill. Right. Yeah. I kind of did it backwards, which is kind of the story of my life. (laughs) I just lead with like just doing stuff. And then I'm like, we'll figure it out later. I just, we'll just do it though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what are you doing now? So you moved to Pittsburgh, you and Lindy and your daughter, Veda Mm -hmm. moved back to Pittsburgh. Right. When did y'all move? Um, Right at the beginning of lockdown, yeah. right? So, yeah. So Lindy, actually, we had beta July of 2019. So she was just, you know, six months old or whatever that is when the yeah. lockdown kind of started yeah. and things were taking place. We actually, I went to a men's, uh, men's night at Metro the night that like the NBA locked down because yeah. they were like, it was like the first major sports thing to shut down. And I remember all of us guys were like, oh, like we're sitting there like having beers at the brewery. We're like, uh, what? we all <laughs> what's go going home? on? Like we're, right. like, we're all like, what do we do? Um, but at the time, Lindy was in Pittsburgh. So she I stayed in Charlotte because she wanted to go to Pittsburgh, where both of our families are from, to right. spend time. And like, because I mean, raising Veda without and have help and family and all this yeah. stuff was like hard on us to be honest with you in a new city uh it's not that we didn't have friends but it's just like you know we have a lot of friends in charlotte that are young professionals very busy body not a lot of like people that are retired and like have time to help with the baby it's always like us trying to fit into their schedule versus like hey just bring the baby over when you need time you were like the first ones to have kids in your friend group your age group right yeah so it was, it was really hard for us in that season. So she was like, I'm just going to go to Pittsburgh and spend a couple weeks and just like refresh, spend time with family, let the grandparents meet Veda, all this stuff. And I was like, that's great. I was like, I, I can't right now because working and we have vacations in the future, week time off already. So I was like, I'll just stay here. Three days later, the lockdown starts and I'm like, well, why am I here now? So I got in a car and I drove to Pittsburgh because it was like the, you know, whole like two weeks to slow the curve and then we'll yes, be back to normal. Yes. And so I was like, all right, well, we and you wanted two. to be with your family, which makes yeah. sense. I was like, yeah. two weeks, you know, I'm not gonna be locked down in Charlotte. I was like, let me be locked down in Pittsburgh with sure. my family and wife and daughter. We're living with her mom at the time. Two weeks turned into a month, a month turned into two months. And I'm like, there's no end in sight with this is getting worse. Church wasn't back. We were all yeah. remote. I'm editing from Pittsburgh. And at the and we're paying rent in Charlotte throughout this whole time. Right. So, you know, I eventually, I remember I had to, we had to sit down, me and Lindy and be like, what are we going to do? We're either going back to Charlotte right now, like in the next couple of days, because I, I love her parents, but three months at her parents' house was like, you know, it's a lot like, for anybody. Yep. So, you know, and we, we made the decision uh, that it was best for our family to stay there because we didn't know what the future looked like with yeah. the pandemic progressing. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, at the time her, her grandfather had passed away in February, right before the lockdown and he left his house to her dad, uh, which basically is that her dad was trying to sell the house. He sold it to us for a great price. So we were able to buy a home, which was really a blessing because then the market was easy after we bought it. So now it's like, we're sitting on this house that we got for very cheap and we're like in a good spot. So 
it was a really scary and unknown time, but I look back on it and I'm like, God was with us and like leading us through that because, you know, we were just really leaning into whatever was made the most sense in the moment and like decision by decision, you know? Yeah. That's how we're here. Well, and your job with us, your role on staff at Mosaic has changed and transitioned. Um, we didn't want to let go of you. So <laughs> I know that I know as far as we're concerned, you're yeah. still on staff because you and I get to do this, right? Like, yes, we're, we're on zoom right now, you know, to record this, but like you and I get to catch up every week. Like <laughs> we have zoom meetings every Monday. And so we still get to connect with you and laugh with you. And, but yeah. what was it about? Like, why did you still want to be connected to us? It probably been easier to just go deuces, like cut and run. Well, I didn't expect you guys to want me to still be connected. I thought, what? I would, no, like as in like, the, I didn't think it was possible. Like, I remember when I called Naeem, I, I was, I was so not scared because it wasn't scared isn't the right word. I was so like worried about letting him down. No. Telling, it was like my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I have to call him now and tell him I'm moving to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the crazy part is when we decided we were doing that, we had like a week basically to get everything out or else we were going to have to pay another month's rent. And we already had to pay like six grand to break the lease. Oh my gosh. It was insanity. So I was like, I can't afford this. And then another month's rent. So I was like, I have to get this stuff out this week. So I remember I, we made that decision. I drove to Charlotte and as I was driving to Charlotte, I called Naeem and I said, Hey, this is actually, I called him after we packed everything up because I knew that if I didn't, he would come and he would, it would make it harder because he'd yeah. be like, but we can figure this out. <laughs> and and I just like, does he do I, that? Oh, what? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. I know you just, but like, I was like, I, I, we made this decision. I have to just do this. And then if I call him and he's like, I don't want to ever talk to you again, then that's just what it is. I knew that wouldn't be the case, but like, yeah. but he was like, it's okay. Like, let's, let's figure this out. Like we're not meeting right now. You're, you know, video editing, you're doing a lot of our stuff. So let's, let's figure this out. And the, I love the flexibility of the let's figure it out attitude, because that's like basically my life. Like I said, yeah. so, you know, the fact that you guys were willing to help, you, you knew my family was going through a major transition and it was not something we wanted. It was just something that we had to go through with COVID yeah. and with moving and stuff. And you guys really helped me through that, um, that year, uh, by not only just providing me with a job, but like, you know, support, because moving back to Pittsburgh was like moving to Charlotte for the first time, you know, people had yeah. moved on with their life when we moved to Charlotte for five years. So coming back to Pittsburgh, yeah, we had our family, but like, you know, outside of that, it was like reconnecting with people who had lived a five-year life. Right. Without us. So, right. yeah. So that was, that was big for us. Yeah. And so you do now you do our video editing and you create any like roll-ins, which are the videos before a sermon, any video editing, you edit the podcast, mm -hmm. you create visual like graphics. Yeah. Did I miss anything? I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I did. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, I just mostly like you guys have the idea. You guys shoot it there at the campus or wherever. Yeah. Get it to me. And then I just kind of bring it to life and edit it yeah. together and uh, hopefully try to tame Naeem's 
idea in his mind and put it into like reality. Um, yes. So that's, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. But, and you are working for us part-time now because what you're doing non-mosaic work is taking off. What are you doing? Um, losing my mind. Um, no, <laughs> I've always, I mean, I've always been an artist. I've always painted, you know, my whole life, drew, you know, drew pictures as a little kid, sold Pokemon pictures that I drew in second grade, packs of gum and it's <laughs> awesome fruit snacks at lunch. Like I would just, I've always been like hustling art and, um, you know, just like recent, like in the, when we moved back here, you know, I was, I was still working, you know, for you guys, but there's a lot of time to kill during a pandemic. So yeah. some people picked up baking, some people picked up, you know, reading, whatever hobby. I already had this existing hobby of like customizing shoes and painting. So I was like, maybe I could find a way to like monetize this somehow and just like make some extra cash because we're buying this house. We need some money, whatever. And the way that that was like received and, and I mean, it's a lot of work, but yeah. the way that the world kind of like has received it is by far, you know, further than I had ever expected with it. Um, and I, I mean, that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm a full-time artist and yeah. part-time, you know, working with mosaic, but I, I encompass my mosaic work truly as part of my full-time artwork. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I look at it like as, you know, like I have a client that's paying me to do a custom pair of shoes and I have a client that, that commissions me to create content and make cool sermon. Like you guys to me are just as creative of work. So that's why I just call myself a full-time artist. Awesome. And I, I just get to work with Mosaic as one of my clients. Not that you guys are, we're not in a client. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I know what I mean. Yeah. So it, that's, that's me right now. I'm full-time into art, getting ready for football season because yeah, you do uh, a lot of cleats for football players. Yeah, I wish this was a video podcast. I'd show you <laughs> cleats that are just waiting to be painted right next. No, you me. have an entire shelf, like floor to ceiling, ceiling shelf behind you that just has boxes of Nikes and cleats, and wanna, like, that's fantastic. Up, oh my gosh! It's just I, I probably have like 30, 40 pair that are just in the books right now, and this is like getting ready for week one, whether it's cleats or just shoes for people to wear as fans or. How long does it take you to do a pair? One pair? Like if you were to sit and do it? It, it depends on the design. Some, okay. some pairs I can knock out in a day, you know, like okay. a, you know, if it's just yeah. like some logos or whatever, stencil work on it. If if it's a more complicated shoe, I mean, I just finished a pair of shoes that had 10 portraits on it and I have about 50 oh hours into it. So, wow. Um, so yeah, it, it varies with every. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite pair you've ever done? I. Naeem said, I think it was this past week about how like an artist, like never really, oh, yeah. really likes. So sorry, there's a siren in my background. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. I, I feel like I always look back and I, I hate every, after about six months, there's nothing I've done that's older than six months that I like. Okay. <laughs> you just get sick of it or what? I hate it. I hate it. Oh my I, gosh. I think it's so bad. I pick it apart. I look at the quality of it. The like. I just, I morph as what I like. And then, so, so what funny. I did six months ago, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Your taste so, kind of evolves. It's so cliche to say this, but I think every time I finish a project, I'm like, this is the best thing I ever did. But 
then I like post it and look back on it and I'm like, I hate this now. I wish I had that back to like fix it, you know? Like, <laughs> so weird. That's awesome. Okay. So throw the plug out there. If people want to get custom shoes, what do they do? Uh, I have a website, uh, vc2art.com and on okay. there, there's a link, uh, or if you go to my Instagram or whatever, if you go to the link in my bio, uh, there's a link that says customize my shoes and it takes you to a form because I said like, you know, the, the pair that takes 50 hours is a lot more expensive than the pair that you're just putting your favorite team's logo on. Sure. So you fill out the form. I kind of get an idea of what you're looking for, send you a quote and then go from there. That's um, awesome. yeah, I mean, you can always just DM me and stuff too. I'm not, I'm not there yet to the point where, you know, I'm not, no, you're big time. We're going to make people do it the right way. Professionally. I need to get a mosaic pair. You should. I need to do like, I was just going to say, yeah, surely you have mosaic green glitter. Slap some of that on there. The question is, do I get some kind of like Nike high tops or do I have you do a pair of pumps for me? Like heels. That's what we get. I you got some red bottoms. So I I did get, oh my gosh. I haven't worn them yet. I'm afraid. If those red bottoms get all scuffed up, I know a guy that can touch them up for you. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Only the bottoms do not touch the rest of them. Uh All right. So let's let people get to know you in a, in a little quick fire. I'm going to throw some questions at you. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. What's something that you love? Uh, Looking right now because I'm obsessed with this uh, and there's like three empty cups around me, coffee. Um, I love coffee. In the summertime, I love watermelon. It's like my go-to snack in the water in the summertime. Don't you hate watermelon? I, I hate watermelon. I was just waiting. I just remembered that. You hate watermelon. I don't understand. Just either. waiting to say that. <laughs> I legit, I will eat a watermelon a day if I could. Like, I love the like crisp bite into a watermelon. No, the texture is the worst part. Oh, I love the It's texture. like not crisp. It's like mushy, no, but crunchy, oh, but you must've had some bad watermelon every summer. I try it like once I'm like, okay, it's been a year. I'm going to taste it. And then I'm like, nah, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It's my favorite. It's my favorite fruit. And I like pineapple too, but like summertime, I just, I, I could eat fruit and just juice all summer. Like I don't like heavy stuff in the summer. Yeah. I'm with you. Although how hot does it get in Pittsburgh? Like 65 degrees. It it gets, it gets, It gets pretty hot. Like the humidity is what kills you. It's like, okay. You know, if it's like 85 and 90% humidity, it feels like, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's something you don't like? Uh, I thought about this. I, I don't like people who stop asking questions. Oh, yo, that's good. I hate when like, I don't hate the person. It just, there's a lot of like tradition in Pittsburgh. And a lot of okay. things that people just do because we do it. And mm-hmm. it's like the, you know, Italian heritage of my family and the like, you know, Pittsburgh blue collar roots where it's just like, this is just how the way, this is the way things are. And it's just like, I'm, I find myself so many times a day being like, but does, does, it, does it have to be like, do yeah. we have to do this? So like, I, I was thinking about that question and I just, I, I know these are like rapid fire. I'm not supposed to like explain them, but I feel like it's a little bit deeper than a just, but yeah. The other one I wrote down, if you didn't, if you wanted it to be more rapid fire was country music. Can't say in country music. Okay. Never, <laughs> never a country music person. Okay. What's something you're scared of? Uh, um, I don't Nothing. Know. No, I I'm terrified of a lot of stuff. Uh, I hate snakes. 
Okay. I don't know. Does anybody like a snake? Well, Naeem had a snake for a while, actually. Naeem and Ashley had a pet snake. I'm not afraid of failure. That's for sure. Okay. Failed a lot. Yeah, you take risks. (laughs) I failed a lot. I don't know. I might have to get back to you on, like, other than, like, physical things. Like, I'm not, like, scared of heights. I I don't like flying. I don't like snakes. I don't like stuff like that. Stuff that I don't have control of, you know? Maybe that's, like, something I should talk to my therapist over. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. No, that's good. It didn't have to be a spiritual answer. So you're set. All right. What is a surprising thing about someone else on staff or something that people wouldn't like, would be surprised to know that happens? Um, I think people would just be surprised about the, maybe they wouldn't be surprised now, but like the goofiness of just like yeah. how there's, there's never, there's never a meeting there. I've been in some of the heaviest meetings possible. Yes. There's always room for lighthearted humor in those moments there is nothing is too serious um and it doesn't mean that we don't take things seriously but it's like there's a perspective in that allowing room for like uh the reminder like it's going to be okay you know even if like the biggest picture of it's going to be okay is like you know uh, far-fetched out there there is a there is like hope on the horizon type feeling to and i think that would be something that you know people maybe not be surprised by but just like huh you know yeah that's that was the thing yeah that's what i, oh, I love that i love that what's something that people would be surprised to know about you um about me i i mean i don't know how many people know this I think a lot do, but I, I, don't, I never know how to scale it. But I used to play college sports. So I played football in college. I know I said this earlier. One of my favorite things to just like, I, I'm, I love competing. And I love okay. like something that I can walk away and say I won. Yes. Like, I love that. And um, so one of the things I love to do is play pool. I, I love playing. Oh. Like I could go to like a dive bar, not even drink, not even have a beer, not even like do anything, just put a couple quarters on a pool table and just play random strangers in pool all night long. And I would be so happy. Like, that's awesome. Are you good at it? I'm pretty good at pool. I grew up with a pool table in my house. So like, you know, I was always playing growing up, just play yourself. You know, you just set the table up and you pretend like you're playing against somebody and you miss a shot. It's like, Oh, it's your turn now. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. What music are you listening to right now? Uh, a little bit of everything, um, okay. but not country music. Not country music. I, I don't. I still listen to it occasionally because Veda loves it, and Lindy has trained Veda to like some country. So, like, I, I grit and bear it. It's cute when she's singing it. I will say that. I bet. Um, I love I love hip hop, and I I listen to a lot of hip hop rap. Um, there's a song from TikTok right now that's stuck in my head. It's called Bad Habit, and okay. I, I don't know why. I just I like, keep listening to it on repeat. It's not. None of these are Christian songs right now. That I it's okay. <laughs> they don't have to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Um, so whoever's listening, if you think you're about to like click on the song called Bad Habit, it's not about your sin. It's well, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a Hillsong. It's not a Hillsong song. Um, oh my I like, gosh. I like bands like 1975. I grew up on 70s, 80s, 90s rock. Um, okay. I know like classic rock more than any genre probably. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like worship, I've been finding myself not listening to worship songs that have like lyrics. I've been finding myself like just 
putting on some sort of calming hmm. instrumental type song and like focusing on my thoughts through that rather than singing along with somebody's lyrics. Not that yeah. I don't like that, but I just, that's what I've been leaning towards a lot lately. Okay. Yeah. So I should have asked you this in advance because I don't think you're a big reader. Do you want me to ask you the book question or do you want me to skip it? I'd rather eat a pine cone. Than read <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, you mean watermelon? You might as well just. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've read a couple books over the last year or so, and I'm more of like a listener. Like I'll listen to it on audio, whatever. That but counts. I, yeah, I guess that counts. But I. You know, it's funny though, like I've never been a big reader, I, but I can consume like a documentary or like a, you know, a podcast or whatever, like hours on end, because when I'm painting and I'm spending yeah. all this time just hunched over a shoe, I want something like, so I'll listen to stuff. Um, but there, like, there's been a couple books that I've been recommended and like, I'll just, I, I've read the book and then I'll be like, I get obsessed with like, well, I want to know what this book was written 10 years ago. I want to learn like what this person's do and I'll like find a podcast with them and they're like contradicting what they said in the book. And I'm like, uh -huh. well, then why was I reading the book? <laughs> like, I'll just go to your most recent podcast and get your most recent thoughts. Yeah. So what are you listening to when you're, I mean, besides music, do you have favorite podcasts or favorite um, other things or do you just kind of grab whatever? Yeah, no, I don't just grab whatever. I have like a rotation of, of some that are more like news heavy, some that are more spiritual heavy, some that are more like some pastors have podcasts. I listen to, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Um, okay. I listen to, like, I just, I like hearing a variety of voices. I listen, there's a, like some, uh, there's, there was a guy who's, you know, he's an atheist. He had a podcast. Um, I was listening to him because he would interview different people of different faiths. And like, I don't know. I just, I, I like diversity in the thoughts because yeah. I think that goes back to like the whole people who stop asking questions thing that I can't stand is like, how do you know you're so, how are you so sure if you've never explored what you, why you feel the way you feel and what you right. believe and all these things. So I, I don't have like one name or one thing to give you, but that's all right. Um, maybe I text you a couple, but yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. I, don't I grew up, I grew up definitely of the idea that like you only listen to or read or watch things that fully hundred percent align with our beliefs, which when you grow up in a very black and white, I don't want to say household, but like, well, yes, household. That is what I, that's what I can say. It's really hard to find things that align a hundred percent with everything. But it was like, I had the, it was kind of given to me, presented the idea that like through os osmosis, like if you read a book or watch something or listen to something that has a different belief, it's going to like, I think trick your brain. And you're going to now believe that thing where now I'm like, I am so with you. I would, I will listen to atheists. I will listen to people tell me what's wrong with the church. Like all of these things, because it helps me to think and it helps me to know, okay, I still do believe this and here's why. And now I have an actual concrete sense of, yeah, well, of it's reason. Also, it's also helped me cut through a lot of the crap with Christianity too, because yeah. like, you know, I, I listen to these points and these counter arguments and these things. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I think that's another one of my fears is like wasting my time with like, uh, like a water watered down version of Jesus that like, yeah. um, that, you know, he never really wanted. And, and I think that we've kind of made, so it's like, you know, hearing these differing things. Now, when I hear like, a somebody speaking 
spreading like this version of the gospel that I'm just like, that just doesn't, that not only just do I not, it's not that I don't want that. It's just that that just doesn't hold water in like any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And it's like, so you ever thought about it? And it's like, right. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Mike said something in one of his sermons recently, just about how like, you know, remove everything, but don't remove me like talking about Jesus. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I'm just like, you know, everything's up, everything's up for me to talk about and hear. Jesus is like a non-negotiable for me, you know, like, but. um, Well, and you would never know that it was a watered down version if you hadn't done the work yourself of researching and learning and studying. That's the problem I think is people are, are fed that, Hey, here's like, watered down Jesus, Christianity, whatever you want to say. And they just take it in because they don't know any different. Yeah. If you give a, if you give a watered down, uh, margarita to somebody who's never had alcohol, they're going to go, Oh my God, this is like potent. But if you give it to someone like me or, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Me. (laughs) (laughs) some tequila in that thing. Yep. That is the best analogy I think I have ever heard. I'm going to start using that. Maybe not on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I might maybe. get in trouble. But... <laughs> yeah. Listen, people, you're at Mosaic. Know where you are. Uh, all right, Vinny, what is one last thing that you want people to know or that you want to say or you didn't have a chance to say? Um, I feel like maybe just like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I don't like like what people go through on a daily basis, but like maybe just like, like it's, it's going to be all right. You know, it, it may, it may not be the same. It's probably not going to be the same, but it's going to be all right. And yeah. even if you had to like, hold on to like an eternal, it's going to be all right. As hard as that is, it's going to be all right. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from. Cause I wasn't even planning to say that, but um, I think, you know, just the vibe of like not taking things that happen too seriously uh, to you, uh, not that, you know, like we said earlier, don't take it seriously, but like, it's going to be all right. No, that's, that's good. So good. I feel like that emoji with like the little watery, like eyes right here. Like that really was, I don't know. You got me. And I guarantee you there's somebody listening that has been laughing along, cutting up with us. And you just got them like in their car or while they're on a run or doing whatever tedious little thing. And I just, I don't know. I'm not the kind of person that blames every single thing in life on God or the Holy spirit. Like sometimes you just sneeze because you have allergies. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But I think in this case that was for somebody. And so, you know, my dad, I I know we're coming up on time here, but I, um, my dad used to tell me that all the time. And that was like one of the most peaceful things would just be, I'd be stressed out about what school to go to, what, you know, X, Y, Z, all these things about just growing up and I remember he would, if he would just tell me it's going to be all right. It was like, those words were just like, so, it was so very easy to understand and digest, but it was so deep, you yeah. know, and it would just be very comforting. So I think that's, that's what I'd say. It's going to be all right. I love it. I love it. Well, friend, I could talk to you all day, but we probably need to, you're going to have to edit this soon. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much for being here. Listeners, thank you for being here. Please share the show, subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment. 
I know you hear people say that on podcasts all the time, but it's because it actually makes a difference. Like the people that run all the podcasts, when you rate it and you share it and subscribe, they're like, Oh, Hey, this is legitimate. You know, like that'd be like going to the grocery store and being like, you can have all this for free. And it's like, we are giving you it for free, but like, we're at least asking for something, you know, like make it make sense. Make it make sense. Hit subscribe, hit the like, like you're listening already, man. It doesn't cost. Yes. Don't hit four stars, just hit five. What does it cost you to add? (laughs) Stars do not cost money, so. Uh, Awesome. Vinny, love you. So glad that you're still part of us. So glad that we're still connected. It's been fun. It's been fun. We'll see y'all next time. All right, see you. Bye.